Welcome to The Whole Truth with Jill Rosenzweig, a podcast which endeavors to expose the truth behind legal stories that are distorted by mainstream media. And now, here's your host, passionate truth seeker and veteran attorney, Jill Rosenzweig. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Whole Truth with Jill Rosenzweig. I'm your host, Jill Rosenzweig. It has been a long time since I've recorded, and I apologize for that. It's really nice to be back, actually. Uh, I hope I don't completely mess this up. I feel like I'm getting back on a bike after not biking for some time. So the reason why I haven't recorded anything in a while is mostly because I wrote a book And I've been focusing on getting the book out. Uh, So if anyone's interested, the book is called Bailey Bloom and the Battle of the Bug. And it's a children's book that relates to COVID-19. And uh, it's my first children's book, so I'm pretty excited about it. And that's kind of why I haven't had the time to record any episodes. But I am back and I'm excited to be talking to you today. I am going to be talking today about the protests that have been occurring in Portland, Oregon, and this is relating to an executive order that was signed by Donald Trump in late June. He signed an executive order purportedly relating to the federal government's right to protect federal buildings and federal monuments. And he signed that order on June 26th. And since the 4th of July weekend, he has had troops going to Portland, Oregon, and supposedly protecting the federal courthouse there. But what has been happening is that these federal agents have been going outside of the courthouse and pepper spraying the protesters who have been there pretty much for months now protesting for Black Lives Matter and other organizations of that vein. And essentially, what I'm talking to you about today is this lawsuit that was filed by a few nonprofits that have to do with Black Lives Matter, as well as individual plaintiffs who are claiming that they have been injured by these federal agents while peacefully protesting in Portland. So the lawsuit was filed on July 27th, so just a few days ago, and it was filed by an organization called Don't Shoot Portland and another organization called Wall of Moms. And if you've seen any of the videos, you'll see that on a nightly basis, there are these women who are forming these lines where they're linking arms with each other and standing in front of the protesters to protect them from these federal agents. And they're claiming that since doing that, they've been injured multiple times by these federal agents who are standing in front of the courthouse. Uh, There are also several individual plaintiffs, all of whom are claiming that they've been injured while peacefully protesting. And the defendants in the case are... All of these uh, officials of these different government entities. So Chad Wolf is the individual who is supposedly acting as the Secretary of Homeland Security right now. But in the complaint, there's a whole section that relates to the contention that he is not properly acting in that capacity because he was never properly appointed by the Senate. 
So what they are claiming is that the president effectively put him in this role without him being properly appointed in accordance with the law. And in addition to him, there are other officials that have been named, as well as the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, Federal Protective Service, Bill Barr, and some other individuals. And just before I get into uh, the details of what they're claiming, one thing I should point out is that typically when protecting a federal building or monument, that is something that is left to the Federal Protective Service. That's the government body that typically does that. But in this instance, Chad Wolf, this person who has never been officially appointed to his role, called in U.S. Customs and Border Protection U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, which a lot of you know as ICE, and also the U.S. Marshals Service. And one of the contentions is that these groups are not trained to deal with protests or rioting or to protect federal buildings. And what has resulted from that is that you have these individuals who are trained to respond to situations in a very aggressive way, and that the way in which they're responding to the protests in Portland is escalating the situation because they are using very aggressive and violent tactics. And so turning to the complaint itself, the complaint I want to point out is not seeking monetary damages. What they're asking for is a declaration from the court that what is happening in Portland is unlawful and goes beyond the bounds of the law that is cited to in this executive order that was signed by Donald Trump. So Donald Trump signed an executive order in June, and the law that he cites to is there's a federal law that says that the federal government is authorized to protect federal property. So the law is Section 1361 of Title 18 of the United States Code, and it says that the government is authorized to penalize someone with up to 10 years of imprisonment for willfully injuring federal property. And if you look at the law more specifically, it says that the federal government has the right to protect federal buildings and monuments and can actually go outside of those buildings to protect the building itself and the people inside. That's what the law says. Now, what the complaint says is that the federal government is using that law to rationalize its actions in Portland, and really it's basically an excuse to go to Portland and act as a police force in policing the activities there. And the Constitution confers the police power to the states, so federal police action within a state is not something that is allowed to occur under the Constitution. But what the complaint says is that essentially this executive order is looking for a workaround to the fact that the federal government is not allowed to act as a police power and really can only enter a state if that state asks for help in policing a situation. But In Portland, there's been no request by any local government for the federal government to come in and help police what's going on with the protests. The federal government showed up there without any invitation 
and is now using this law that allows them to protect the federal courthouse to then go well beyond the courthouse and in some instances five blocks away from the courthouse pepper spraying people and hitting them with batons and shooting other forms of ammunition into the crowds. And so that is the nature of the complaint, which is to say that this executive order, which is stating that basically that the federal government has the right to protect federal buildings, is being used as an excuse, and that the presence of federal authorities in Portland has exacerbated the situation there, that what was originally peaceful protests has now been escalated to something that is quite violent. And the local authorities are claiming that it's because of this presence of federal agencies in Portland on a nightly basis that has made the situation so volatile. And in making this claim, the complaint cites to certain statements that President Trump has made, even going back to the earliest days of his administration, where he claimed just five days after his inauguration that he would send in the feds to Chicago to deal with rising homicide rates there. And on May 29th, three days after protests began in Minneapolis, the president tweeted that he would send in the National Guard and get the job done right if the, quote, very weak radical left mayor, Jacob Frey, didn't get his act together. And he also said that these thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I won't let that happen. Any difficulty, and we will assume control, but when the looting starts, the shooting starts. There are other statements that he's made where it's obvious that he feels that it's his right and the federal government's right to go in and essentially police what's going on there if he feels that the local response to what he believes to be violence is inappropriate or insufficient. And another example is on June 1st, he said, I am your president of law and order. If a city or state refuses to take the actions that are necessary to defend the life and property of their residents, then I will deploy the United States military and quickly solve the problem for them. And this is the same day, and I'm sure many of you saw this, that federal law enforcement and the D.C. National Guard forcibly removed thousands of peaceful protesters from Lafayette Square with pepper spray and smoke canisters, flashbang grenades, shields and horses. And that's when he walked up to that church and held the Bible in in front of the church and got a photo taken of him standing with other individuals. And after signing this executive order that I mentioned on June 26th, just a few days later on July 1st, Defendant Wolf formed this Protecting American Communities Task Force, which has been dubbed PACT, within the Department of Homeland Security. And PACT has been charged with conducting ongoing assessments of potential civil unrest or destruction and allocating resources to protect people and property, including potential surge activity to ensure the continuing protection of critical locations. And just days later, the defendant selected Portland, Oregon as the first deployment of PACT resources. And so that's when, on July 4th, 
Defendant Wolf ordered these federal officers from these various agencies to go to Portland in what the defendants termed Operation Diligent Valor. And the reason that they said that they were going to Portland was that since May, this federal courthouse and other nearby buildings have had graffiti written on them and other property damage. So they stated that the reason they were going there was because of this property damage to the federal courthouse and the neighboring federal buildings. And what the complaint says is that as part of Operation Diligent Valor, DHS has established a policy that bears little connection to protecting the federal courthouse. And they're saying that this policy involves unlawful surveillance of people, the use of militarized force, the excessive deployment of crowd control measures such as tear gas, pepper spray, and less lethal munitions, and warrantless arrests and detentions without probable cause. And what's interesting is, according to the complaint, the president has made several statements that essentially concede that the reason why he sent people there was to quell what he claims is violence in those cities, and that it really doesn't have anything to do with protecting federal property. The plaintiffs allege that statements like, we've done a great job in Portland, Portland was totally out of control, and they went in, and I guess we have many people right now in jail, and we very much quelled it, and if it starts again, we'll quell it again very easily. They're claiming, in the complaint, the plaintiffs are saying that by making a statement like that, Essentially, President Trump is admitting that the goal was to go beyond the confines of this executive order, and it was really to try to control the protests in general. President Trump has also made statements where he acknowledges that for there to be a federal presence in these cities, that state governments are supposed to ask for that presence first. And he even said at a July 13th event that the federal government is, quote, supposed to wait for cities to call, but they don't call. And on Fox News on July 6th, Defendant Wolf also stated that DHS needed to be, quote, invited and have those state and local authorities ask for the federal government's help. But according to the complaint, the governor of Oregon, the mayor of Portland, Portland City Commissioner, They've all made statements saying that they do not want there to be a federal presence. They feel that the presence of these agencies has escalated the situation and made matters much worse. And just to point out, since this complaint has been filed, there was an agreement between the local government and the federal authorities that they leave Portland and that in exchange, essentially, the state government has agreed that they will police the situation and make sure that things remain under control in Portland. And the point of this is not to say that there is a continuing issue in Portland right now with federal authorities, but the bigger issue is that just because these federal agencies have left Portland does not mean that this government initiative is over. It just means that they may move on to another city. And when you look at the nature of the complaint, even though the federal agencies have left Portland, I still think that there are issues within this complaint that would be helpful for a court to adjudicate. 
And whatever decision the judge in this case comes to would be at the very least persuasive in terms of how other courts in other states might view a situation like this and might interpret the law. And so what the court is being asked to do here is to declare that the federal government has violated the Administrative Procedure Act in that they are acting beyond their statutory authority by showing up in Portland and basically policing these protests, and also that these federal agencies have violated the First Amendment rights of these individuals who are protesting in that they have the right to free speech, they have the right to freely assemble and petition, and that all of the actions that have been taken by these federal agencies are a violation of those rights. They also claim in the complaint that their Fourth Amendment rights have been violated in that there have been unlawful arrests without probable cause. And they also contend that their Fifth Amendment right to due process has been violated by the use of physical force while engaging in peaceful protests and that this is a violation of their right to be free from arbitrary government action. They also are seeking a declaratory judgment that Defendant Wolf was unlawfully appointed and he had absolutely no right to be acting in the capacity that he was. And that'll be very interesting because that goes directly to the idea that Donald Trump has done this repeatedly where he claims that someone is in a position of power, but they've never been properly appointed by the Senate. And so it'll be interesting to see what the court does with that. And essentially, they're asking for this declaration for all of the things that I just mentioned. And they were also asking for injunctive relief, which means that they were asking the court to stop the federal agencies from being there and doing the things that they're doing. That request, I would believe, is now moot since they have since left. So because they're no longer there, that branch of the complaint would no longer be something that the court would need to decide. And I would imagine if the defendants moved to dismiss that portion of the complaint, that would be granted by the court. But the bigger issue here is the declaratory relief that the plaintiffs are asking for in establishing that essentially the way that the federal government is acting is well beyond the confines of the law. And they can't just go into cities and police cities without being invited to do so and without having any federal authority. Uh, So to be clear, they have the right to protect their federal buildings. And if they're able to convince the court that everything that they did was in furtherance of protecting those buildings, then perhaps they can prevail in a case like this. But that will be their burden is to show that what they were doing was specifically to protect those buildings. And I know that what they're saying is that sometimes they did go outside of the buildings and even blocks and blocks away from these buildings, but that was to pursue certain people whom they believed they had probable cause to arrest. That's what they're claiming. And so it'll come down to a lot of evidence in terms of video footage and documentary evidence, witnesses, to say exactly what was going on there. And fortunately, there has been a lot of media at the protests 
So a lot of this stuff will show up on film and the judge will get to review these videos to see exactly what was going on. And then the judge can assess whether what these federal agencies did was specifically in connection with protecting these federal buildings or if what they were doing went well beyond the confines of what they're permitted to do under the law. And so that'll be the question before the court. It'll be interesting to see how quickly this case moves forward. I know that uh, very recently there was a filing in Oregon by certain members of the media who were claiming that they had been assaulted and injured when covering these protests in Portland. And there was a judge that issued a temporary restraining order to prevent the federal agencies from harming these journalists in the course of them covering the protests. And so it does look like there are judges that are issuing orders right now in court. And so that's encouraging that the case might be actually reviewed and might move forward despite the fact that courts are not in full operation right now because of the pandemic. However, I will say that when it comes to cases where you are seeking declaratory relief and you're not looking for a preliminary injunction, so a preliminary injunction is essentially you're asking the court to issue an emergency order because there is a situation that's unfolding and you need the court to immediately address it. Because the federal agencies have now left Portland, this case that I've been talking about today might move more slowly because there's no longer this emergency that the court needs to address. So it'll be interesting to see how quickly the court responds to this case and what the defendants might do. I would imagine they will most likely make a motion to dismiss immediately, and then we'll see if the court actually hears the motion and what they decide to do with it. Uh, But those are my thoughts for today. I think it's interesting because obviously, even though they've now left Portland, I think that this case is important because it speaks to a larger issue with the federal government moving from city to city. And my guess is that if there's no court issuing an order to say that this is not permitted, that this type of activity might continue between now and at least November. And so I do think it's important for cases like this to be filed. And I would imagine if the federal government goes to other cities that you'll see cases like this popping up in those cities as well. So those are my thoughts for today. It's good to be back. I have to say I've missed doing this. So I hope that uh, you will continue to tune in. And if you have a chance to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. I'd appreciate it. You can also reach me at thewholetruthpod at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram at thewholetruthpod. I hope you're all doing well, that you're staying safe, and that your families are doing well. And I'll talk to you next time. Have a great week. Bye-bye. (laughs) 